Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you this week on the podcast. Robbie Croyle. Hey, I'm back. Oh, man. Back again. Guess who's back? Tell the friend. Yeah. Uh, Jen. Hi. She's here, too. And myself, Logan. We got the trifecta. We do. Gang's all here. Oh, my gosh. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Love it. You guys did a fine job last week. I enjoyed it. It was was a good time. And I don't think you threw me under the bus once, so I was pretty excited about that. Missed opportunity. I know. (sighs) Fail. Where were you on that one? I don't know. I was too busy coughing. Mark Mark Driscoll would be so upset. What a... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. There's a little plug for the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Beautiful when reference. When you're done listening to our podcast, you can go listen to a slightly lesser produced podcast. That's a joke. It's a fantastic podcast. Oh, they do a great job. It's well produced. And well produced. A, they got a better budget than us. What a complex conversation they're having, too. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we may have uh, upcoming, we may do an episode. Talking about that? Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. I'm down. I think that'd be good. There's some important conversations being risen there, and uh, I, I think the most important thing is, I'll, ju- I'll just say this, I think humility from a leadership standpoint mm. is is critical, paramount. paramount. Have to have it. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lead the church, if you're going to have any kind of leadership role within the church, you have to be humble and it takes a team, the whole team has to make sure that that's what's happening because how would I know if I'm being humble? If I tell you that I'm being humble, I'm probably not, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys are the best litmus test for if I'm being humble. And, in, and not not if I'm being humble, but actually in what ways do I need to continue to grow in humility because I don't think there's that's never journey that you, you quit. Mm. Mm-hmm. But bueno. there's more. That's it's a much deeper conversation than that. But they're doing cool. a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Look forward to that. All right, all right, Jen, you did a great job preaching. Well yeah. done. Thank you. You done good. You done good. You know there was just a, a small lesson that we needed to learn. Jen's gonna chop her hair off. Hair, no, hair, hair, hair now. Hair, hair. <laughs> you know, it was uh, shortcomings were almost non-existent. They were hairly there. <laughs> if you haven't picked up by now, Jen's hair was a little bit of an issue. In fact, well, if they if they haven't picked that up, then they haven't listened to the sermon because I didn't chop that out because we're we're not going to chop the hair. Uh, but no, <laughs> oh, no, man. Marguerite would be so upset oh, if we chopped her hair. We're not. Yeah, we're not going to cut any part of that <laughs> uh, including the part where we talk about it um uh, what's funny is i've gone into my hairstylist andrea and i'm like chop it off she's like you told me not to let you do that i'm like dang it why are you holding me accountable <laughs> see that's, I, f- 
feel like you should tip her well. I do. That's that's yeah. that's a good hair. That's a good hair person right there. It's yeah. a good friend. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's some quality service. Um, yeah, no, dude, just the note to self: put the hair up. Yep. I didn't. I didn't mind your hair, but it clearly had you distracted. Oh, you were. It, it was bugging your microphone. The microphone kept coming off my ear. Yeah. No, yeah, I, which was, yeah. I don't have small ears. It shouldn't have been a problem. The well, hair. I just don't want to say like it's not like as men we're against people having hair. I mean, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. Like have your hair any way you want it. I'm a big fan. If I could have hair, I would have hair. Oh, geez, yeah, me too. If if I could go back to my um, mullet, I would. I mean, mm-hmm. as much as people, I need pictures. As much as people hate mullets, I kind of missed my mullet. I, it's a thing, I know. I've never wanted something more. <laughs> I didn't know this was an option, but I want it bad. <laughs> uh, not, I don't want the mullet. I want you to have the mullet back. Well, Please. you kind of have a reverse mullet, like your beard. <gasps> I, I do. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit. Yeah, the hair fell off the top of my head and slid down my face. Uh, party in front. Business in the now it doesn't work the same. <laughs> All right, well there you go. And then of course Logan screwed up the lyrics like he always does in the worship songs. Mm. There was another in the water. Didn't know if you're standing s- next swimming. to me. Or, uh, <laughs> you tried to make it work, and what was the next line started with? There was another in the water. Uh-huh. It's just there wasn't one in the fire anymore. Right. So it, I, whatever. Your facial expression. I don't think that, anybody would have known it, but you're like. Well, I mean, here's the thing. If <laughs> if I was just singing a song, I can make up whatever lyrics I want. Nobody's going to have any clue. Mm-hmm. The problem with worship music... Everybody knows it. ...is you know it because the lyrics are on the screen behind you. Mm-hmm. You're messing up the sing-along. <laughs> yeah. Get it together, Logan. <laughs> so there you go. All right. There's a little shortcomings. The hair was too long. There wasn't enough fire. Super dope. Yep. Let's dive into some footnote goodness. Let's do this. Just right in. Just take a dive. Uh, Hatfields and McCoys, a.k.a. Middle Eastern style. The what? Middle Eastern style. Middle Eastern (laughs) style. Uh, A.k.a. the Samaritans and the Jews. Yeah. It's a thousand-year-long bicker battle. I just came up with that. Yeah. Family feud, mm-hmm. family feud. They're yeah, cousins. Yeah, they are. Yeah, uh, maybe even close to siblings, almost. But cousins, at least half siblings, and, uh, something like that. Yeah. And uh, thousand years. Mm. Just a little perspective. The U.S. is almost three hundred years old. Or are we three hundred now? No, we're not three. No, seventeen seventy six. Yeah, we're. Just over two fifty. We're close well, to two fifty. Close to two fifty. Math is my strong we're, suit, obviously. We're a quarter. Twenty six will be two fifty. Oh yeah. Look at me getting the math. Oh, right. Look at you. There you go. Man. So we're yeah, that's in our entire nation. Right. And yeah, four been, times. Four times yeah. more. Four times. Four times more than that. That's how long they've been at each other. Are Samaritans still 
like a people group? Like, yeah, that's a great question. Huh. I don't know that. Ooh. I don't have an answer for that either. I mean, I have not heard of like modern modern day Samaritans. I mean, we could Google it, but yeah, I'll do it later. But All right. hmm. send us an email at info at missionridge.church when you find the answer. Well, I'd be surprised if there wasn't some modern group that connected. Offshoot, sure. Right. Yeah. There, and there might be a religious sect that follows the, like they were talking about in the story, like they worship at a separate mountain. Mm-hmm. Or, or they think that they've got the, their spin on what they think things should be worshipped as. Right. Uh, and there might be a sect of... Well, and, and the reason for that is when the Ten Tribes broke a broke away from the, the northern tribes broke away from the southern tribes the king that was put in place by god mm-hmm. was it rehoboam i believe so yeah i uh, he did he was afraid that if the people went to jerusalem to worship that they uh they would rebel against him they yeah and go back to the old guy jeroboam and so he sets up actually two places of worship. Mm. Uh, one up in Dan. Which is way far in the north, correct? Yep. Okay. And one at this spot, Mount Gerizim. Thank you for saying that. Yes. Also pronounced <laughs> this mountain. This mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's another shortcoming. That's, no, that was hilarious. I forgot that about was. that. I forgot about that, yes. <laughs> Because it was not a shortcoming because that was premeditated. I know it was premeditated, and it was funny every time you did it. <laughs> it's a classic move. Loved it. Uh, but Mount Gerizim, you know, they identified that spot because there was this rich heritage connection to Jacob. Mm-hmm. And so you, this is geopolitical and religious in nature, this this conflict. And like if we just take any one of those mm-hmm. geo- geopolitical or religious mm-hmm. in modern history, we go, oh, that's problematic. Russia, um, Islam, whatever. Sure. But you mix those together and it really makes like we're talking about hard set lines. Like ge- geopolitical is actually easier to get get over, right? Sure. I, I mean money changes. We're we're buddy buddy with Japan today and Germany today and we were not yeah. within the last hundred years. Yeah, eighty yeah. years ago, right? So um, geopolitical is the easiest to get over. Hmm. Religious, I think, is super challenging. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus going, choosing to go through Samaria, which is which we know today is something that uh, that devout Jews did not do. If they traveled between Jerusalem and and the Galilee, what did they do? They went around. They went around. Mm-hmm. Quite a ways around. Yes. That, that would add a, a day, at least, or more. 
Yeah, I believe what they did is went through Jericho, mm-hmm. crossed the Jordan, followed the Jordan, and then crossed the Jordan again. Yeah, it sounds, yeah, up that, yep. And so, you know, let's go from, from here to Spokane and using Nevada <laughs> or Canada, <laughs> using Canada. Yeah, Nevada's a long way. <laughs> we'll use Canada. Going through Boise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the backdrop of this thousand-year problem. And then when we did the Ezra-Nehemiah story, mm-hmm. uh, we just saw how that within the last within the previous 400 years, 500 years of this time uh, that we're talking about with Jesus, that whole conversation gets even more convoluted, right? Because mm-hmm. the the Jews that came back, they started intermarrying with the people from Samaria. Mm-hmm. And what what did we learn in that Ezra and Nehemiah story? What were they doing? What What did the leadership do? Which leadership? Ezra, Nehemiah. Ezra, well, well, they they got mad about it. Yeah, yeah, they got mad about it, and they they got real real feisty, and and started yelling at people and yanking out beards because they were breaking Sabbath and intermarrying. And and what did they do with the wives and the children? They sent them away. They sent them away. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, that's all coming rushing back now. And so, like. You sent my sister and my son-in-law or my nephew away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You sent my sister and her children away. You guys, you, you, the outcast who just came back after being in exile and being sent away and made a vagabond and a sojourner are doing the same thing. So... Yikes. And, and and this is all over the how you worship God versus the way we worship God. What's that going to do to a person in their God worship? What's that going to do for the Samaritan man who watches these people do ungodly things? Mm-hmm. And, and we know it's ungodly because Hosea provides us commentary on this. Sure. Right. You know, and so... It's going to give you a perspective. Oh, yeah. It might entrench you even more mm-hmm. towards your religious views. Right. And, yeah. you know, you, hey, you say you have connection to Jacob. I have connection. In fact, I have his well. Like, mm-hmm. like how many of his wells do you, do you have, mm-hmm. oh, Jerusalem? Like, I could, just, I could just see how this conversation goes down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not all that different than some the way some people have conversations today and and I feel like the way we have conversations about Christianity sometimes puts people at odds when they don't need to be at odds. And you know, like carrying signs and using blow horns and picketing certain events and mm-hmm. and all that and hoping that's going to help someone come to Christ. Sure. Yeah. 
cool, 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 cool. All right. Let's talk about these four problems and misconceptions that Jennifer laid out in the sermon. Let's dig into these a little more. Let's uh, get a little discussion. Maybe a couple more examples. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, so number one, first one was, I don't got time for that. Ain't got no time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Don't got time to disciple someone. Um, I'm busy all the time. I don't got time to take on a disciple. That yeah. seems like a lot of work. It seems exhausting. Overrated. No. <laughs> you know, what I find fascinating, when people talk to me about this, what mm-hmm. I remind them is that Jesus was always saying, follow me. Mm-hmm. And so there are times that Jesus goes where the other person is. In this case, uh, Jesus goes to the woman of Samaria. Uh, there's another time where Jesus goes to Matthew, to Zacchaeus. Like it seems like he kind of diverts his path a little bit or or adjusts his schedule. At tweaks least, it. Tweaks his schedule. It was a little uh, out of his way. So there's a re- reality there, but more often than not, Jesus tells people that want to be discipled, come follow me. Right. Get on my agenda. Spend spend time with me, and and I, I think about my buddy uh, James, who I've been just having spiritual conversations with, and, and investing in him. It, it started out with golf. Mm-hmm. I was going to golf. He was going to golf. Hey, let's golf together. And while we're golfing, I'm going, Lord, what's the conversation today going to be about? Mm. And I just have that prayer, and and then pretty soon, James is joining me in Life Transforming Group, and James has come and attended services when certain conversations were going on, mm-hmm. and so he's following me in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like I keep inviting him into what I'm doing, I'm I'm already doing it, and so it really hasn't taken me more time. You were already going to be learning how to play golf. I was. You decided that. I remember that. Yeah. And then you found a buddy from the chamber. Yeah. Who was also going to or wanted to or. Yeah. yeah. We just found a common interest and like, hey, do you want to join in this? And you're out there walking an hour and a half and sometimes you're hitting a ball and sometimes you're looking for a ball. <laughs> Sounds like golf. I'll use I statements. <laughs> <laughs> sometime. <laughs> That's good. Sometimes you're just like, I don't know where that went, but here we go, another ball. Mulligan. (laughs) Oh, look, it appeared right here, out of my hand. That is a sacrifice to the Lord of golf. (laughs) (laughs) Also the Lord of everything, but he's also the Lord of golf. And and I was already doing a life-transforming group, and I I just invited him into that. Mm -hmm. And so really, I haven't spent... When I, when you think about it, I really haven't spent extra time. I, like I, it's the time I was going to spend already anyway. You're just bringing somebody into it. Yeah, and yep. so you don't have to invent time. We're we're already doing things. If you're working in the yard, you can invite someone into working in the yard. If you're doing woodworking, you can invite them into your hobby. If you're fishing, you can invite them to fish off the shore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I'm guessing it made you be a little bit more intentional about actually going golfing because if you were going by yourself, you'd be like, oh, well, I can put that off. But mm. knowing that you ha- were going to spend time with James. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. And I really enjoy James. So, like, mm-hmm. this it's not even hard. I mean, it's kind of like he calls me and goes, golf? And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm just being intentional in those times of asking God, what do you want the conversation to be about? Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll probably come back to this. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. All right, number two. Second problem that people run into. I, I don't... You I, have to know what to I, say. I don't, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't... I, talking to people scary. I might not have all the answers. That could be terrifying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Let me just be the stand-up comedian. I don't have to say anything serious. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to make jokes. I don't. That's all right. Not, yeah. Okay. So uh, the story aspect of this, the story aspect of this, we want to tie us back to is. Spending time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early in Acts, it came out that the Sanhedrin, the the smartest people, when it came to the, the scriptures of that time, mm-hmm. the intellectual elites of Israel took notice that that these were unlearned men, but they had spent time with Jesus. Bingo. These weren't brilliant guys. They just spent time with Jesus, and they knew they were different because of that. Yeah. Right. It's a good reminder. Like, all of the, most likely, all of the teenagers, young adults, that Jesus calls to be his disciples, had washed out of the religious uh, education system of the day. Right. Right. Like they're uh, already. Otherwise, they'd be disciples of somebody else. Yeah, or they. Yeah, they'd already be like they'd either currently be or they'd be in that process still. Right? They wouldn't be out playing a trade. Uh, that means they've they've washed out. They've reached the end of their academic career. They were not the best of the best. Right. And now the people that did, like you said in the story, the people that were the best of the best, take notice of them. Even though it's not like they got some secret brain juice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and if anything can prove that, it's the fact that two knuckleheads like us are pastors. Like, Oh, I know. I like, know. That's why we bring Jen Fierre in here. Jen said nice things about us in the sermon, though. She said we were amazing. I know. And she said it with a straight face. Was, I meant it. I was impressed that she managed to keep a straight face through that. It must have took so much work. A lot of practice. A lot of practice. That's the part of my sermon I practice the most, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good example. But no, in, in, in all seriousness, you don't have to have all the answers. Right. No. And, and the thing to remember here, if, if you are the type of person like, I need to know like what happens if they ask something that I don't know, right? That could be terrifying. That could be anxiety-inducing. Uh, here's the the kicker is you can say 
I don't know. Yep. I, that's a great question, Jen. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's still Samaritans. Like, I have no idea. I didn't even ask that question on purpose, and I was like, "Poof, that's this one." You're like that'll <laughs> that'll work later. But I'll tell you what we can do is we can go find that out. Mm-hmm. Sure. And as big as the Bible is, I mean, in recent history, have you been asked a question that you didn't know an answer to? And you're a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about uh, we were talking about Sabbath. And uh, a lady from Care Group asked me, we're, we're talking about it and we're, we're wrestling with this and, and something wasn't clicking with her. And, and she, she had asked specifically, um, if, what if I, what if, what, like basically she loves what she does mm. and she finds what she does relaxing. Her work. Yeah, her mm-hmm. work. Yeah, her work is relaxing, and so, and I, I can kind of get that. There's aspects of my work that are relaxing, but right. there's also plenty of my work that is not. Right. But okay, so if and she said, if my work is if if that's what relaxes me, do I need like do I still need to take a Sabbath? Do I still need to rest from that if that's what like I find relaxing? Yeah. And to be honest, I'd never, like, I, I, I mean, you could, I could hypotheticalize about that, right? But that's usually me trying to warm out of Sabbath mm-hmm. by sure. saying, oh, yeah, no, I love what I do. I find it relaxing. That's me resting. Yeah, no, that's me trying to get out of resting. Sure. Um, sure. But the, it's possible, like, if that is, like, coming at it from a, a from a authentic, like, an honest place... I, I I don't know what to do with that, right? right? Uh, had some ideas. I shared them. You had some ideas, Jen. You shared them. Mike weighed in on stuff. You know, we kind of the the group kind of just threw them threw it out and roundtabled it a little bit. We didn't solve anything though. Sure, right. sure. Um, it's a, it's a great question. And what I did later is I went and I talked about this in the sermon, uh, the last sermon, was I went to Marty, my buddy who's got way more experience than me. And I sought out some answers from him. You're like, disciple me in this. And then I took those answers back. Nice. So, like, it's okay to say, all of that to say, it's okay to say, I don't know. Yet, let's go figure that out. Yeah. So, here, this this reminds me, um, you, you brought the whole issue of, like, discipleship and, and the, the disciples, they... They probably, you know, for them to be returning back to the work. We we know that they were as of a certain age, mm-hmm. um, but w- we can actually dial in pretty well their ages. They're they're probably other than Peter, they're all under the age of twenty. Mm-hmm. And this is how we know this. First of all, discipleship is a young men's game. Uh, second of all, uh, and we're talking about historical biblical discipleship. Or okay, disciple- yeah, I was going to say clarify for, that for, for me. First century discipleship. What are you doing still making disciples? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, first century <laughs> that discipleship. That was an Ancient of Days joke. Yes. Well <laughs> Zing. Nice. <laughs> so first century and, and and discipleship as was still being 
wasn't totally formulated, but we have some pretty good ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. wasn't totally formulated by the time of Christ. It is really within the next 200 years that they really dialed in the processes. But is birth before Christ, actually, the Hillel and Shammite really kind of started this process. But we know that a young person's game, at that point, is men. Mm-hmm. And when... Peter comes to Jesus and he says, hey, um, they want us to pay the temple tax. Do, do you want to pay it? And and Jesus sends out Peter mm-hmm. and he says, you're going to find a coin. And that, that coin is going to pay two, two men over the age of 20 pay their tax. Yep. That's Jesus and that's Peter. And so the rest of the disciples are under the age, we could presume that they're under the age of 20. Wow. Boom. I didn't know this. Footnotey goodness. And so this is who was entrusted with the birthing of the church. These are. A bunch of yahoo young adults. A bunch of. Teenagers. Yeah. Teenagers. Oh my gosh. Teenagers. That I'm looking at Shondaya through the window. I'm scared for the church. That's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. That's a joke. They're the ones that led 3,000 people into, and baptized them and led them to Christ. Now, they weren't the only ones, sure. right? There was the 500 that Christ revealed himself according to Luke. Mm-hmm. And so they weren't the only ones. They they had, and, and I think uh, Jesus' brother became significant probably because he was older mm. and had been around Jesus more than the others. I mean, e- even more so than, right. than the others, even though he was kind of late to the game as far as receiving Christ as Christ. Mm-hmm. But still, that age probably made it a difference. That, that might be why he was a pillar within the church in Jerusalem. But anyway, yeah, we just, mm. something to remember, yeah, something to think about. All right. So let that be the, it's about the, it's about the relationship there and mm-hmm. being willing to seek the answers. Don't, don't use that as an excuse not to engage in the relationship yep. is the I don't know. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let's go to number three. Church. I just got to get them there. Like if I, my job is just to get butts in seats, and then I, the rest is up to Jesus. It's just them and Jesus. And I don't know, Jen, if you if this is one of the things that you've actually wrestled with. Mm, no. Not yeah, really. the the great big pause said that no, this was <laughs> me. Could be a like a little wrestle, but no, this was a big wrestle for me for a bunch mm-hmm. of years. Like my until I started attending Real Life in Pulse Falls, and I heard about my call to make disciples. This is what I thought that I had to do: get them to church, and and the story that I think of that really kind of you know says that maybe that's not the case is the the story of the eunuch. He was at the temple. He does his temple thing, and he leaves, 
and he's on a desert road. Got to believe that God had disciples at the temple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably. Someone that could have answered those questions. Yeah, maybe, maybe you know, God could have had someone intersect with the eunuch on the temple grounds. Sure. But it's not there. It's on the desert. It's out in the wilderness. It's out in the middle of nowhere that the eunuch is intersected with, with Philip, and, and they start having this crazy conversation about Jesus, and it changes the world. And, you know, two guys that were my friends that I was trying to get to church, I would invite, I would, you know, try to have spiritual conversations. It was after I retired. Uh, Jeff Anderson, it was over over dinner. And then... Um, And then my other buddy, um, I saw him at the hospital. Mm. Like I'm coming out of the uh, elevator. I'm at the hospital, and I I see his wife. I'm like, "What are you doing here?" I didn't even realize that they were they they lived like um two miles away from me. Hmm. I didn't even realize that they had moved into my town. Hmm. And uh, and I'm like, and she's like, Walt is in the hospital. Hmm. I'm like, oh, no. And so I go, and I'm like, I'm on my way out, but I'll talk to Walt tomorrow. I'll come see him. And he he was just begging to talk about Jesus. Hmm. I didn't even have to ask. I'm like, hey, uh, would you like to talk about Jesus? And like, you know, I didn't have to. He was practically begging Sure. For me to talk to him about the Lord. Mm-hmm. As opposed to practically begging you to invite him to church so he can learn about. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yeah. In both cases, I could I could see God's Spirit working in them. And so back to my part, God's part, their part. Me being ready to have the conversation and and just being <clears throat> being in proximity and you know investing in a relationship. Oh, my friend's in the hospital. I got to visit him. Oh, mm-hmm. my friends, we're we're doing dinner together. Mm-hmm. You know, like that the relational component, staying engaged, sharing about the things I'm passionate about, which is always going to be about the church and always was long before I ever started working for a church. Mm. And so it wasn't like I, you know, I was, my approach is I will walk by a door and go, hey, look at this door. There's a spiritual conversation here. And I'll push the door open. And if they walk through it, I go with them. If they're not ready, I'll just shut the door and keep going. Sure. Dope. Let's talk that last one. Long distance evangelism. Mm-hmm. That's always so good. Lobbing Hail Marys. Just call me Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That was funnier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers was all over it last night. Man, those last two throws. He's like the king I, of Hail Marys. I don't. I, is Green, it the 
Green Bay Packers quarterback. Yeah, I I, I did know that. Okay. Uh, was that the? I'm, I'm assuming did was he? Did he win? He did win last night. Oh, that's right. Because Mike posted about the 49ers not winning. Yeah. Right. Keep running, Mike. Uh sorry, Mike. Sorry, buddy. You can be sad for the 49ers while you keep running. You're doing mm-hmm. great. Uh, all right. Okay. So back on track. Back on track. <laughs> Long distance evangelism. Like collect call style evangelism here. Uh, so the the tie-in here, the, the 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 and this is the misconception, right? That that I can evangelize from a distance. <laughs> and and that could be that it's a, a physical distance, right? Uh, Facebook would be you you did a great job of, of pointing that out, right? Uh, I'm gonna share this. And you might be half a world away, and I'll be able to change your life through the meme that I just shared, right? or uh, or something. So it could be a physical distance, or it can just be a relational distance. Mm-hmm. I think about it this way: um, uh, this is uh, this is your street preaching, right? This is cold calling. Uh, this is cold call evangelism. I'm going to go door knocking. Uh, right. If you've ever had a Jehovah's Witness. Come by your door to evangelize you. Mm-hmm. You know what this feels like on the receiving end, right? Any sort of missionary stops by your door that you don't know you've been on the receiving end of this. Right. right so put yourself in the opposite. So now, now that you've been on the receiving end, let's think about that. How effective was that? Not at all. Hey, most of the time, that's not so much. Um. And that it's, or I should say, it's more difficult. Okay, verse what we see Jesus do. Now Jesus could have talked about Samaria. He could have sent a letter, or a messenger, or something mm-hmm. to these people in this Samaritan town. Right. 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 He could have done that and been like, "Yo, Messiah is here." Everything that he talked about and witnessed to him that was effective. He could have done through a letter or a messenger or something, you know, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what he does. He goes out of his way to go through Samaria. It's not long distance. It's getting up close and personal, which is what we need to think about when we're discipling people. It can't be like the 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 closeness that I have to you relationally allows me to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Whether that be corrective or supportive, right? Right? Like he corrects the woman, he calls her out on some stuff. Uh, I love, but I love what he, how he does it. Like he starts off with just simply engaging her, and he really addresses the Hatfield McCoy problem, right? Yeah, because he says, "We give me water." Mm-hmm. Like he probably knows that their stake to claim is this well, mm-hmm. and she says it. Men, Jewish men, don't have any dealings with with Samaritan women. Like, it, like it's a double. Like if you're a rabbi and you're Jewish, like there's two reasons why you shouldn't be talking to me. Yep. Right. Yeah. And, you're, and you're talking to me, and he's like. Well, if you knew who you're talking to, mm-hmm. and 
and he's offering her salvation from the get-go. He and because she she's interested, she's mm-hmm. and she wants the conversation. And that's what I'm talking about. When I talk about like I'll, I'll I'll bring something up, and if the person doesn't want to have the conversation, I don't force them. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, I'll, I'll you know I'll, I'll say, man, I'm really excited for what our church is doing. You know, starting a childcare center and and moving into you know larger space and have an opportunity to minister to a community that you know blah 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 and. And for me, I'm just kind of opening that door, and they go, oh, tell me about your church. We're off and running. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they're not ready for the conversation. No browbeating. Right. Right. So tangible example that I've seen of this, mm-hmm. uh, one of my favorite stories, I'll go back to this probably until my dying day. There you go. Old Megan the Atheist. Right. Uh, back in, in Moscow, my, my friend Megan, who came to Brenner, I've told this story many a times before, but she came to Brenner and then eventually through all of this sharing of life. Oh man, convenient that shows up this week. Huh. Huh, wild. Huh. Right? Uh define just define Brenner just so uh, breakfast breakfast for dinner. Breakfast so for we dinner. We would get together and we would do breakfast food. Who's the we? Uh myself. And much of my care group, okay. Uh, but originally it was actually myself and two other friends, and then it was a, a coworker that wasn't in care group, and like it. But it, it it's about it a dozen was, people yeah, that maybe maybe up to a dozen. And it was yeah. a, and it was a separate night, separate night from care group. wasn't the same night as yep. care group, but it was you know most of us were involved with the care group at that point. Megan asked, "Hey, how do you guys know? Like, how do you guys all know each other?" She was a coworker's friend, mm-hmm. or she was a friend of one of the, or a coworker of one of the people that came, uh, got invited. How do you guys all know each other? Well, well, we, well, we we're all friends, and we 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 get a Bible study on Tuesday nights, and blah blah blah. We all go to the same church. Oh, okay. Nobody pushed anything. Mm-hmm. Eventually, she starts, you know, she likes the friend group. Eventually, she starts coming to care group because we're hanging out after care group. So she's going to come after care group. Eventually, she starts coming a little earlier, like hiding behind the couch, like knitting, like listening. Guarantee you knitting, but listening. How you doing back there, Megan? Oh, I'm doing fine. You want to come sit with us? No, I'm good. Like the couch is going to protect you from the Jesus element. I don't know. Uh, it was fantastic. So, uh, and eventually, pretty soon, we're baptizing her. And I'm, well, by golly, what happened? And right? now she's a care group leader with her and, husband. Yeah. That's such a cool Boom. story. Boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, but here, here's the thing. So, the, the, the tie in here is that it, it, that was not long distance evangelism, right? That was building relationship. And allowing the relationship to facilitate yeah. the new truth, mm-hmm. the the new habits, the any the, the stuff that we're gonna talk about for the rest of these eight weeks, ten weeks, however long we're billion years, the rest of our lives that we're talking about discipleship. Well what was Megan's experience previously with long distance? She'd been browbeat by churches before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, the street preachers, the the corner people. Be, it was funny because after, after she's kind of 
gotten into the church and gotten connected with us and, and kind of moving along that path, uh, she would bring, she'd be like at a farmer's market and somebody would give her a, a, a chick track, right? Was, which is supposed to save you through a, a small comic book. Right. <sighs> we could have a conversation sometime about the effectiveness of those, mm-hmm. but they are comedically valuable yeah. uh, to me. Uh, so, but we had a small collection because apparently she looked like she needed saved. So she, I swear, every Saturday <laughs> she would face. come, she would bring back a new one, and we'd have a giggle over it. Um, so like that sort of stuff. But that's that was her experience before. Mm-hmm. Did she did she have some conversations? Did she have some questions about some of those? other conversations that she asked you guys to clarify or that she asked you to clarify. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Cause it is now what we're seeing with the Samaritan woman. Oh yeah. Church mm-hmm. hurt. She's talking about church hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, you say, I don't know why I didn't even think of that. That's brilliant. You say, but we say, yep. Tell me what's going on here. But I know when the Messiah, yeah. Like you say this Rob, but here's my experience with this church before. Where I saw them do X, Y, Z. Yeah. And that doesn't really, like, that doesn't jive with me. Right. Oh, no, that's exactly, it's the same thing. Yep. Like, there was definitely, I, 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 there was a lot of conversations like that that were had either on a Wednesday night with Brenner and Mimosas or on a Tuesday night with Care Group and Curriculum. Boom. Done. Yep. Love it. Yep. Fantastic. It's awesome. Now, Jen, you've got one similar to like to that, but inside of the church. Uh, yeah. I mean, so Janessa, who is one of our nurses at CareNet, okay, um, she the same CareNet that that never meets people where they're at. Okay, I would like to make a correction on my <laughs> sermon. There's the shortcoming. <laughs> Why oh. is it being brought up forty five minutes in? Because I wanted to wait. Oh. I said Karenak never goes <laughs> to the people. That is not true. I just smoke. I probably said like and so around it like six times too. So like 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 Karenak doesn't go so 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 <laughs> I was How like many, what did you guys do at the football game this last weekend? Tell me about that. Oh, we had a table in front of the student section and we oh. had a spinning wheel and we make them spin the wheel and we give them a prize and we have the Man. best prizes. So yeah. All right. I make sure we spend good money so people actually use our prizes rather than Dope. just throw them away. Just, be. just doing a little relational Man, that sounds capital like, building. Sounds like mm-hmm. going uh, you know, football games sound like Samaria Samaria mm. to me. Oh man. Uh, from what I was told, there was a lot of uh drunk people coming up to them. I so. mean and they love talking about Jesus. I'm yep. just saying. <laughs> All right. So now that we've clarified that Carenet goes to the people, does actually meet people. Yeah, they do. Physically goes to people with their mobile unit. Yeah. I've been told about this. I still haven't seen it because I skipped the tour. Uh, Jen's going to glare at me now, but I skipped the tour when she told me to go do it. Uh, But I've been told there's a mobile unit that goes to people. It's implied mobily. I didn't realize you had skipped it. I was like, Go out there right now. I know. It made it even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's so good. Oh. Uh, that's that's fun. Uh, I have too much fun. I'm a board member. And I haven't seen the mobile unit. 
All right. Well, we're we're gonna be done with footnotes so that we can go show the mobile unit to these two yahoos. But I did know that we go to the people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. That's oh. really quite wonderful. All right. Oh. All right. So Karenette goes to the people. Tell us about Janessa. She's awesome. And meets them where they're at. And meets them All where right, they're cool, at. Cool, cool, cool. So tell us about Janessa. What happened with Janessa? Give us a little teaser because I know this is coming up. Right. So she is our testimony story that uh, we were going to share at our fall fundraiser. We're like shifting gears on how we're doing the fall fundraiser because of COVID. So okay. we won't be doing it in person event. So yeah, as a medical facility, we're going to pay attention to the COVID numbers and yeah, probably yeah. a wise decision. It's yeah, a great probably. call by our esteemed director. Good call. She doesn't know that we go to the people, but she makes good calls about her fundraisers. <laughs> she knows it. She just doesn't, you, you know, mention it in the sermons where she could have like jumped up on the stage and been like, "Look at this cool thing that I do." It's fine. That I could totally tell that was a nervous thing that you did. Hashtag missed like, opportunities. Yeah. I'm like, oh. She knows that's not what that's what she meant. Uh, yeah, that's she funny. doesn't believe the words coming out of her mouth right there. I that's funny. I don't even remember those words coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Janessa was a client of ours and okay. um, <coughs> grew up in the church, from what I understand. Like, um, and the day she found out she was pregnant, she also found out she was getting into nursing school. And that's a big program. And so we just kind of, um, especially Susan, who is now our board president, she was our office administrator. Like, Janessa was coming in pretty regularly for items like uh, diapers or wipes or whatever services she needed. And so Susan just kind of took her under her wing and mm. was investing in her um, to the point where, like, Janessa's going to a couple churches now and like is on staff with us because just that relationship shifted the way she, but it was Susan on probably a, every couple weeks, monthly basis, just investing in Janessa and getting to know her and meeting her where she's at. So once again, not at a distance, not at a distance. And when you think in terms of how, the abortion conversation sometimes is held at a distance. We love to have it on Facebook mm-hmm. with or on talk shows or yeah, protesting with picket, with picket signs, Ugh. picketing. Yeah. yeah. Picket signs and blow horns. And it's the most effective. I remember. So Karenette used to do a, Oh man, I'm selling myself out again. We used to do a booth at the fair and wait, wait, you went to people at the fair? Yes, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to stop having fun with this. I'm never coming to anything you do again. <laughs> I'll see you at Care Group later. Crap. <laughs> so we, we had a table. And people were coming up to us, and then people just started avoiding us, and we couldn't figure out why. And it was because there was a person holding a sign on the corner of that that picture of an like aborted baby in a bowl, and I was furious. I was like, I did actually do a Facebook rant on this. I was like, Hey, to the person standing on the corner, like I'd like to take you out for a cup of coffee and talk about why you're 
the way you're doing things is not effective and is messing up people who are actually trying to invest in people's lives. So he never contacted me, but <laughs> it did not help us who were actually trying to invest in people. Yeah. So drives them apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is the opposite of what we need. Right. They thought yeah. he was connected to us. So. Jesus did no picketing. Well, and, and okay, back to our Samaritan woman story. Look at how Jesus starts. Yeah. One, he's willing to go there. Right. When they normally would not have any sort of, like, no, absolutely not. One, a little bit of grace to go there, mm-hmm. get on their yep. level, meet them where they're at. Yep. Two, he starts off by engaging in an... I mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a pointed way, but it's not a straight-up confrontation of, hey, let me tell you how you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, so think about this. Jesus sends his disciples into town for food. Mm-hmm. The disciples come back, and... They said, Master, eat. Jesus says, I have food that you don't know about. And they're like, wait, who gave him food? Uh, did you give him food? Did you? Who gave him food? You know. And Jesus says, my food is to do the will of the Father. And then Jesus introduces his disciples to the Samaritan people that they were trying to buy food from mm-hmm. or did buy food from. Which, tell me that wasn't an awkward interaction. Yeah. Oh. Oh, now. I really hope that they were. Okay, so in my mind, headcanon of this story, the disciples, specifically the zealots or Peter, were jerks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, headcanon for this story in my mind is that Peter was a jerk or Simon or whatever, you know, Judas Judas was probably, yeah, Judas had the money. You knew that he was, like, bartering like a champ and darn Samaritans trying to rip us off. Like, that's the headcanon. And they get back, and now Jesus is going to spend time ministering to all of the people that they just bought food from, and they're sitting there with crow or pie on their face Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh. Because nobody asked Jesus what he's doing. Like, it makes a point of saying, hey, no. Yep. We probably, oh, man. Yeah. Is this after or before the Sermon on the Mount? I don't know. If it's mm. after the Sermon on the Mount? This is John chapter 4. Seems mm-hmm. pretty early. Yeah, so this is John chapter 4. I don't believe John captures the Sermon on the Mount. I believe that's only in Mark and Luke. I'm sorry, yeah. Matthew and Luke. Mm-hmm. So might be in Mark. So Mark if it, if it is after, it. then they're then they're probably thick. Like uh, they're all getting called back to which Jesus probably taught the Sermon on the Mount to his disciples many times before I had the actual Sermon on the Mount. Like this was probably not the first time they were hearing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they're probably getting called back to all of these lessons as they're viewing and seeing these people that oh. Yep. Oof. Oof level. Oh, I love that. That's my new... I, mm, yep. Nope. I'm never going to not think of this story that way now. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. Love it. All right. So there's our problems and misconceptions. We've rambled enough about those probably. Mm-hmm. Hopefully some good food for thought. Clarification on CareNet. 
and all it does. Yep. Fantastic. You thank did great, though. Thank you for that clarification. <laughs> I'm here to serve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Possibly serve myself, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, serve something. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, <sighs> fantastic. Uh, Rob, you're back preaching this week. I am. It's been like forever. Two uh, weeks. I had two weeks off. That was good. Do you remember how to do it? We'll find out. All right. Everybody Check pack a lunch. Sunday. It's going to be 70 minutes long. Tune in Sunday, 4.30. All right. We'll see you guys then. Peace. Peace. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more footnotes.